Super fired up today, guys, as we're uh, talking with Iowa State linebackers coach Tyson Vite. He's one of my favorite guys on the staff. Has been for a really long time. Just a really neat individual. And he's coached some of the greatest players in the history of Iowa State football. If you factor in Joel Lanning, uh, of course, Mike Rose, who's about to be entering the 2022 NFL draft, and he's just a really fun, interesting guy. He's integral on the recruiting trail for Matt Campbell's staff, and he's got a great story. So uh, the goal of today's podcast to do a couple of things. One, I want you to I want to introduce you to a guy. Maybe you haven't uh, heard or seen much from Coach Vite. This is a great opportunity to learn more about one of the uh, crucial men behind the scenes when it comes to the product you see on the field with Iowa State football. Uh, I want you to learn more about him. And we're also going to learn more about that linebacker room that has, again, produced some of the all-time greats. What does Orion Vance have in store for next year? Tell us a little bit about Colby Reader, the transfer from Delaware. We're going to dig into all of that and a heck of a lot more. That's coming up here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Folks, enjoy my recent interview with Iowa State linebackers coach Tyson Vite. All right, Coach, well, I thought it would be really fun for fans to get to know you a little bit. You're one of my favorite guys on the staff. I like everybody, but you're always a <laughs> you're always a smiling face and you're a fun guy to talk to. Tell us real quick, um, uh, you got twi- I didn't know you had twin little girls. We do, yeah. yeah. So they're they're seven now. Wow, so. that's a handful. And then you got a boy on top of it too. You got a houseful. Yeah. Yeah. So we, our joke is we, if we could have planned it better, we'd have had twins first because then after that, everything's a breeze, right? Yeah. So (laughs) ironically, when, um, when coach camp, when I interviewed with coach Campbell, um, Mandy was about, you could, you could fudge it and say two weeks out from having the twins. She was like 10 days. Yeah. So yeah, when I when I actually interviewed with him, so that um, that was at Toledo, right? That was at Toledo, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's so. that's good stuff. I got two little girls. They're uh, they're the greatest in the world. I I, don't, I wouldn't. I always joke, uh, and you get you, you get to do both. But I wouldn't even know what to do with a boy. That's. I don't even know what to do with them. Like I'm, I'm straight girl dad at this point. <laughs> yeah, and it, it it it's crazy. Like I, I've you know, as parents, you got like you're saying, both you feel yourself shifting gears a lot, right? Yep. yep. But um, man, with with two, they they keep you. Um, I've been able to take them to school, you know, a few times here. Yeah. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks, and uh, man, they're. Um, they know what's going on, man. They know what's going on in school and who rides what bus and who, who's been out <laughs> sick. And like, I'm like, man, are they in first grade? Uh, they're in second. Okay. My, yeah. my oldest one's in first grade. So we're, yeah. we're in a so similar. same, right, man. They're on top of it. Right. Do they like, um, my, my seven year, my six year old, she'll be seven next week actually, but she, she's gotten real into the women's basketball and stuff. Do your, do your girls like, are they into the, are your, are your kids into Iowa state sports in general? They are huge. And you know, they go and do some things with Lindsay Finley. Oh, cool. And then, the, uh, the awesome. other night, um, Oh, who was helping them? Um, it was, I, I, I got Emily Ryan stuck in my head. It wasn't Emily. Oh, that was Lexi. Um, it was Lexi Donarski was helping. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And they That's, were fired up about that. Yeah. So thrill. it's been like awesome. Yeah. Well, 
What a thrill. Yeah. Uh, so I I was doing, you know, I've always just kind of known you and I've never done a deep dive on your background until yeah. I was getting ready for this. I didn't know that you were a Rich Rod guy and came up through West Virginia and had that uh, connection. Uh, yeah. So I'd actually um, spent a little over two, two years there, but um, two seasons uh, and uh, was on the defensive side there. Gotcha. So, um, you know, I don't know if you remember Billy Kurlavich worked for us in, in operations and recruiting for yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. His dad was one of the guys I GA'd for there. Okay. Uh, way back. So, yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, it, it, I had a great experience there, honestly. I love Morgantown. That, I always tell people, I think our audience is tired of me talking about it, but I'm always saying if you're going to go on a road trip, you should, if you want to do it right, go and tailgate at Morgantown. And like, yeah. I love the people there. I mean, they're a little, they're a little hard nosed with their football, but they're generally like great people. They're very welcoming. Totally, I agree. Yeah, reminds yeah. me a lot of Iowa State, to be honest. Like those type. Honestly, of well, and like literally, the stadiums are like the same stadium mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, um, they got so the design from us, I believe. I want to say. Is that how it went? I think so. It yeah. was the same, like the same architect. West Virginia hired the guy who built Jack Trice. Crazy. So there's a lot of similarities for sure. Okay. So I was curious how you initially met Matt, but it all kind of makes sense now because you became a D3 head coach in Ohio and that's like Matt Campbell territory. Yeah. So, um, and the, the school I went to is in the same conference as Mount Union. So Muskingum and and Mount Union are in the same conference. Um, and I was at the time, um, Bluffton was like roughly an hour from Toledo. So proximity, I was close, okay. you know. Um, so we had worked some camps and things like that together, following that up. But yeah, the the Division three thing is a strong tie there for sure. What, what made you want to make that jump? I mean, you, uh, how did that all come about, you interviewing with Toledo? Yeah, so... Um, Another connection that was probably a little bit stronger at the time was um, Jason Candle was the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, I had recruited him um, when I was coaching at Muskingum, and we had his quarterback that was playing for us. Okay. Um, and and Jason was a wide receiver and um, coming out of high school. So, man, we, we thought we had a chance to get Jason anyway. He goes – you know, goes to Mount Union. So, but had stayed in contact with him probably through the years um, and had a, at, at that moment, had a stronger tie really with, with Jason being on the staff too. So um, backstory there anyhow, but uh, well, you know, it was one of those things. I think Chris, you know, I'd been, had just finished six years as a head coach at Bluffton. So you know, it was one of, it was kind of like that point in time. Well, man, um, aspiring for a little bit more, got this spot when we were, we're going to be able to leave it better than we found it. Mm-hmm. We felt like, you know, yep. um, always aspired to be at the division one level. Didn't ever know if that was going to really present itself, but, um, at that point it was, and actually ended up being probably the best case scenario with proximity twins on the way, all yeah. those things, spring ball going to, cause it was a little bit late in the game too. It was okay. 
um, we both schools were actually simultaneously on spring break when I interviewed and then, I got you, you know, got the job. So it was kind of, you know, and, and basically the next week spring practice was starting. So there was a lot of scenarios going on there. Well, you didn't like, uh, you guys, you didn't stay there long, which is, I didn't, again, I didn't realize this. Like I, I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this cause I'm learning a lot about you. I just yeah. assumed that you had been, you had been there for five, six years before you came to Iowa state. So you were only, at Toledo for a year, and then Matt got the job, yeah, it was, right? It was, yeah, it was two seasons. Two seasons, so got there okay. that, Yeah, so, but it wasn't it wasn't two years by any stretch. Yeah, so um, th- that all that all was a obviously a, a whirlwind on top of a whirlwind, right? You know, they <laughs> they tell you right the biggest stressors are man moving, changing jobs, having kids, right? <laughs> Buying a house, yeah, all those things were happening within an eighteen you know eighteen month period twice <laughs> that's a so, lot but it, it was crazy angels are coaches wives i always say that oh th- they gotta no be question. special they gotta be special yep. to put up with you guys <laughs> yeah there, there's no doubt yeah just just with being maniacal and you know then the travel schedule gets thrown on top of the already right chaotic schedule anyhow Abs- yeah absolutely yeah. so you go you're a d3 head coach and then you're you're trying to stop offenses in the big 12, like less than two years later. What a transition. Right. I mean, that, that happened really quick. You wanted to get to the D one level and bam, you're power five. Right. Yeah, it did. And, and faster really than you could even make up. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't even thought that way, but um, it's uh, it's been, it's been awesome. Obviously being with coach Campbell and man, having the chance to, um, make progress at, at, at every, every stop of the way has been, been a lot of fun. So tell me this coach, what, why, why do we have such a good retention rate with this staff? Because I, I mean, I've been here close to 20 years. It'll be 20 years in, in a couple of years from now. And yeah. I mean, it used to be like every off season you get ready for three or four assistants to move on. And that's just kind of the game, right? It's not, nobody's doing anything bad. It's just guys are trying to work up the ladder and all this. Why, right. why don't we see that with this staff? Great question. I think and one, um, I think generally we all, we all really get along well. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like it. I, I don't feel like um, there, you know, on every staff you work really at every level along the way, there's always a couple of guys that have giant egos too, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like we're down to earth. Um, I feel like that's also why we've been able to retain our roster too. Mm-hmm. One, you've got staff continuity, which is leading the roster continuity, but also, you know, developing relationships with your guys and, and, nobody having a, a, a giant ego really about anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think being, um, in a great place, like let's not forget about that. Right. Like we're, yeah. we're all raising children in an unbelievable environment. Yeah. Um, which let's be honest is the most important thing too. We're, we're really for because really coming here, we really didn't know much about, yeah. Ames or Iowa, the state in general, or in man, like, you know, our, our 
kids are in great schools. They've got great friends. They've got each other. They got others. As you know, there's so many activities for your kids to get involved in when they're in Ames, Iowa. And I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, but, and I, and I think too, uh, that even, um, the, the background where guys started from, you know, yeah. man, division three high school, whatever it was like coming here, wasn't like, Hey, let's go there and then figure out where we're going next. That was never. And obviously there's a thousand things that, that get thrown out all the time, but that was never the goal coming here. Mm -hmm. The goal was, man, we got to get going. It's a rebuild, right? That was no secret. Let's go do the best we can and see if we can get it going because man, we played out there and it was sold out and it was, uh, yeah, we weren't very good then. Nope. Selling and out crowds. Yeah. It, and man, there was a, we're like, geez, man, if we can get it going and, and make some progress or what, a, what, a, what a great place that, and so I, I, so I think our, you know, our mindset coming in was different maybe than the norm. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I've, like I said, I've been around all the staff since like 2003 and you guys are just different. Again, I don't, I'm not saying anybody before was wrong. Right. The way they did it. But you guys, it really does. It seems like I always say this, like in the past, it's always felt like coaches, assistant coaches kind of operate. And this is in basketball too. Like independent contractors is how I always basketball is way worse than football because it's like, oh, this kid's mine. Right. So you got to hire me and I'm going to bring this kid with me. Like that is always you guys. It's all it's kind of like a frat house in a in a not don't take the negative connotations way you're not right but yeah but that's kind of what it feels like you guys are jostling each other like it's just there's more of a fun behind the scenes feel yeah i would agree with you yeah what is it um i'm a i'm the card carrying member i started the john haycock fan club he's my he's my no offense to you you're you're right behind him he's my favorite coach in america um elementary school through the nfl i'm the john haycock guy what he just is the way he conducts himself. The what what you guys have been able to do on defense. He just is a really interesting, cool guy. What is it like working with him on a daily basis? Um, well, I don't I don't know if you know this, but I I played for his brother in college. I did not know that. Okay, so man, this his, coaching yep. deal is a small world. Like it, yeah. <laughs> so his um his middle brother Jeff Haycock is who I played for in college. So, um, backstory there as well, but, um, no, it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun. I said, you know, we, we got to Toledo, he and I just a couple months apart. So, um, my first year at Toledo would have been his first as, as the coordinator there. Okay. Um, and uh, then, you know, fast forward all the way to here and probably, you know, um, the unique thing is, as the story goes, obviously, we've we revamped the defense at one point, you know, midstream, which we did and, and, and doing something unique, which um, I think, honestly, by doing that and, and when we did it really brought brought us all together as a staff because, 
Um, man, we knew we had to do something, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we thought at the time, you know, what we were getting ready to do was the best thing for us coming down from the head coach, really. I mean, he, he was the catalyst to, hey, we, we've got to make yeah. this change, right? And then by, you know, you know, the head coach walks out of the room, so to speak, and we're in there like, okay, man, we've, here we go, right? Let's back that up real quick for fans, because correct me if I'm wrong. You host Texas on a Thursday night. Um, That that was the coming out of it. We'd had a 10-day period to prep for it. After the Akron game, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And I think you you lost to Texas by like 10, but they only scored like 20 points or something like that. Yeah. And then you go on and beat Oklahoma, and then it was on at that point. Right. And this, this, so you guys beat Akron, but they had they got like a ton of third downs, right? Like their their third down percentage was off the charts in the second half, and that was it, that kind of the catalyst. It, it was. It kind of start that game was interesting. It um, it started a spiral at the end of the half, the first half. Okay. Um, so we get in a half and it's full panic mode. Right. <laughs> um, and you know, that was the year that Joel would come over to play. Yep. Mike linebacker. Right. Yep. Um, and, uh, then I, I think, um, Marcel Spears might've gotten dinged up and then Jack Spreen comes in to, to play for Marcel. So there's a lot of chaos going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, we, we, for lack of a better term, Chris, we, we get out of there alive. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, and then we've got that. It was, I I think it was a 10 day stretch. It wasn't a full bye week. It was like a 10 day stretch because like you said, Texas came in on a Thursday. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that Sunday following that getting out of Akron deal alive is kind of when, we were okay. How do you do that? Like what? We're, you, you train, like you got spring ball, you have fall camp, you've been practicing and then, Oh, we're just going to change our entire system. Like. Right. And with like, you know, God bless his soul, Joel Anning, right? Like yeah. really learning. And then <laughs> we're going to, we're going to completely pull the rug from him on what he had been doing the last several weeks. Right. That doesn't get talked about enough ball. with him about how that he learned how to play it one way and then he's got to do it another in the middle of the year. Right. Like, so, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Right. So really, so then we, we would have started out. I think the best way to say it is kind of combining the two, right. Like Mm -hmm. not, you know, like when we went to Oklahoma, it wasn't full on switcheroo. It was probably 60, 40, Gotcha. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we were still trying to, at least personnel-wise, with our four down and then with the three down and kind of went that way with it to not totally shock our kids because what happened in the Texas game, um, it, we kind of just went on momentum, to be honest with you. Gotcha. And they were a different style offense yeah. at that time than Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you know, was still going to try to run it. They had Baker Mayfield. They yep. were still going to try to run it with the backs they had, and they had the real good fullback, you know. Mm-hmm. Texas was really, you know, one back and going to throw it, and that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really went off momentum for the Texas game, and we're like, let's just keep going with what's working, right? Yeah. 
And then we felt like a little bit of preparing. Then the next week we had to, you know, shift it a little bit. Was there, so, okay. So you guys, uh, I just knowing all you guys did, you, you don't have a big ego. None of you do. When you get back from the Oklahoma game where, was there a little bit of you that's like, you know, kind of looking around be like, did we just pull that off? Or, you know, <laughs> I, I know you had confidence, but it's like that. It just seems it's so, it's so remarkable if you know everything that goes into like getting ready for a season to make that change on a whim like that. And then you go right. on the road is like a 30 point underdog. Like it, it's right. just so overwhelming. Like the task that you guys pulled off that day. The, the crazy part about that day, Chris. So there's a lot to it, right? Like, so Willie Harvey didn't make the trip. He was hurt. I forgot about that. So yeah, that's an NFL we don't guy. even, we don't even take Willie who was certainly yeah. a key, key guy for us. Right. Um, you know, Kyle Kemp is starting, mm-hmm. right? You've, you've got this, you know, you've got this Joel Lanning, uh, character, right. And <laughs> you're, you're trying to pump him up with, Hey, Baker Mayfield, like, man. So we, we'd gone into this major spy plan for Baker Mayfield, Joel on Baker. He was, we're trying to make it as simple as we could for Joel, right. Being yeah. the least experienced defensive guys so like the majority of the time you're going to spy the quarterback, yeah. Um, so we, you know, we, we went with that deal. Well, you know, they get down, they're inside the five and, and, and they fumble and Joel recovers it mm-hmm. to kind of really start to bring us back. Cause it started out, you wouldn't have thought we were really going to be in it. No. Yeah. We get a turnover that really changes the game. We go down and score. Um, but then you're looking like, man, guys that had huge impacts like Trevor Ryan, yeah. like, Huge impact. Well, Joel plays like 14 snaps at quarterback. And he can't, like, I, I got him on the headset to try to get him into the next series. He can't even talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like so many different things. Well, we get, we're, we're on our way back. Right. And we're landed in Des Moines. I, I swear we we landed back front is how, <laughs> how we hit the runway. It's like boom, boom. Well, then the joke was, I don't know if you remember, well, everybody said Joel flew us home from the game. <laughs> so he gets a picture in the cockpit at the end of it. You know, it goes all over Twitter and all that. But, no, it was like we were still like, uh, to be honest with you, like, whoo, you yeah. know, yeah. Let's, let's make it another week now at this point, right? And – I remember that year. I always thought the most impressive win was the Texas Tech game because you followed it up, right? Like so many Absolutely. times with Iowa State in the past, it's like I mean, I, I got them right here in my office. That I've got memorabilia from the win over Oklahoma State. That I always say Iowa State is the reason the BCS doesn't exist. That's my thing. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all the Cyclones, baby. Um, but Iowa State has had trouble in the past following up momentum. And that was when I was kind of like, okay, they're, these guys are for real. Like the Oklahoma game was yeah. awesome and you, you could sense all this momentum and like it was, it was good. But then when you beat Tech and then followed it up again with the TCU win, it was like, okay. Because that, that's hard to do with college kids, right? Like you it, just had this it, like momentous occasion. You're on Sports Center, You're doing all this stuff to follow it right. up. Right. Really difficult, and then I don't know if you remember the the media frenzy that embarked here with Joel and Kyle. Yes, I, I do yes. remember that. Yeah, you remember that? Like game day yeah. came and interviewed him and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that whole next week, like I, I'll never forget. 
uh, I joke with, and then and then the offense was taking Joel to to still meet. Yeah, on the quarterback stuff, I joked to Joel, I'm like, man, if you can make it to a defensive meeting this week, that'll be great. Like, <laughs> it was like, it was it was literally crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, clear credit to our guys, resilient, like man, unified, like. Um, guys were having their best years as, as seniors, you know, Joel, yeah. Alan Lazard, like, man, like just well, everything well, you'd want. When, when Joel made the switch initially, what, do you remember that first practice? Like what, what was that like? I do. I actually remember, um, the, the first call. So we had um, gotten out early on a Friday from the office. Um, and, uh, Coach Campbell had brought it up that day. We were meeting till like noon on a Friday, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to talk to Joel about moving over to defense. What do you think?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, I'm all for it." I'm like, "You know, do you think you'll leave it up to him?" Or he goes, "Yeah, I I ultimately will, but you know, I want to present it to him in a way that he's going to have a great opportunity on defense." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm all for it." So. Uh, I remember the kids hadn't gotten home from school yet. So I, I was in the garage kind of waiting on them to get, to get back. And this was um, before we would have started spring practice, obviously. So early March. Okay. Um, and coach calls, he's like, Hey, uh, I met with Joel. Um, he's all for it. Why don't you give him a call? And I'll never forget. I'm like, perfect. Can you give me his number? Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. you know how it goes, right? Absolutely. He's not one of your guys. So like, right. you didn't so, need to call the quarterback. Coach, right. <laughs> so coach is like, awesome. You know, so I, I give Joel a call and he, he was, he was fired up about it. And uh, he's like, well, man, w- when do we start? You know, I'm like, he was ready Monday to hit be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was um, ready to hit somebody. Was it? I know. Joel. He was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and this story kind of leads into a little bit of the opener that year against you and I, because they had made a full, they were going to try to find a way to move Joel around all the time and make his life miserable knowing he was the Mike backer. Right. Mm-hmm. But our first practice in the spring, um, I shouldn't say first practice. I should say like the first scrimmage we had. Gotcha. That would have been consecutive downs and such. Um, when he came off the field after that, I'm like, man, what do you think? He's like, I have never been so tired in my life. Like at quarterback, I never felt like I would get that tired, like Mm -hmm. based on, especially in practice, obviously practice is different than games for quarterbacks. But he was like, I, he goes, just a different level conditioning that I had to get myself into compared to playing quarterback. Yeah. Chasing is a lot harder than, yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, that was an amazing story. And then following it up with, with Mike Rose. Yeah. And you've had some good ones. We can go down the list here. But, I, <laughs> but I've been been really – uh, yeah. like His first start was at Iowa that year, and he was maybe the player of the game for you guys. He was awesome. Oh, man. he, he I, I feel like he made every play. Yeah. You know, we had started out at the, the South Dakota State game that got canceled, yep. right? Yep. So he played basically six plays heading heading over to Iowa City, um, and uh, I'll never forget his mom text me. I, we get on the bus after the game. His mom texts, "Hey, coach, I just want to thank you. This is literally surreal. Like, what's going on?" Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of man 
came in from the beginning and and certainly did a great job, right? What did people miss on him? Because he only had the one offer from Akron, and then you guys. So it was kind of crazy. He had um, going through his junior year, he would have probably, as the recruiting world goes, been labeled as an Ivy League guy, which he was, or an FCS guy, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of where his his opportunity was lying. We had watched him as a junior and basically said, okay, he's going to be a, a senior eval guy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that to really answer your question, he had played so many positions, even in single games. Like he would play defensive end, Mike linebacker. They'd have him back at safety. He'd play attached tight end. He'd play off the ball fullback. He'd take snaps at quarterback. Like, you really weren't sure what he was going to be, right? And I don't even think – I I can't say we knew exactly what he was going to be or how he was going to develop either. I mean, he came here at 200 pounds. Yeah. And, man, finished up at 250 pounds, you you know, just developed along the way at at great rates. Um, But you knew he was – really passionate about football and he was really smart. You knew both of those things were there, right? So that's what you knew you had. So I'm trying to think when, when he would have signed, it would not have been with the early signing period then, right? Like this would have been. That's right. It would have just been the February time. That's it, right. It would, would he have been a cyclone in the new, like the way it's set up now? Like, or, I mean, just um, are, are, talk me through that as a recruiter, like how that yeah. changes how you evaluate guys with the yeah. December well, it, period. And I think he he was an interesting um, – and uh, and I think it goes two ways, like at, at the time of year it went for Mike. So we officially would have offered him in September. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So that either goes two ways with guys, right? Mm-hmm. Either it – for lack of a better term, a guy blows up, gets eight or 10 other things, mm-hmm. or based on his position and how other people view him, that, that may be it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for us, it was, it was really it. He was committed to ball state at the time. Ball state. That's what it was. Yep. I said, Akron. and okay. then, yep. um, which was his only major, that was his biggest offer at that point. He'll tell you like the day they offered him, he committed. He was like, man, yep, I'm coming. So when, you know, you kind of hold on because you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So, man, we offered him within a couple of weeks, he ends up committing to us, but that doesn't always certainly guarantee nobody else is going to recruit a guy or offer him or, right? Yeah. But it just worked out to where that was kind of it, you know? Yeah. Man, and just thinking out loud here how different your job is now compared to even five years ago. Yep. With the signing period and then now at the transfer portal. Yep. How do you weigh that as a coach where you're trying to keep guys happy and yep. keep them involved? And Matt's talked about this a lot. We've seen Matt be like, I'm going to put this guy in at this spot on special teams or whatever to keep him engaged. Is that, um, how do you work through that in your head though? Like keeping people happy yet you're still trying to win games and recruit and there's just a lot now. feels this, like it's this- totally different. There, there is a lot. I still think it, it all starts with um, your team, mm-hmm. right? With the guys that you have and their engagement, your relationship with them, 
as a position coach, as a defensive coach, you know, all of those things, right? Same with the other side of the ball. Um, you're always trying to keep guys engaged through the kick game, which I, like you said, I, I think we, we do a really good job of that, right? Young guys getting them in like, man, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they, they may use a whole year on special teams, you know, um, that, that can happen. So, um, uh, you know, you got, and, and the whole time you're still trying to build your best roster and competition, right. At your position on your side of the ball for the team. Right. So it, it is different, um, than it was even a year ago. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, uh, we spend a lot of time with, with our guys yeah. outside, outside of practice, right. Outside of the meeting room, outside of the season, mm-hmm. you know? So I certainly like to think that that makes a difference. Yeah. And we're kind of just learning too, you know, like it, I, I have a theory that you're going to see a huge rush of guys transferring right now. And then enough of their, colleagues for lack of a better term are going to see that it's not always better and maybe that number will go down here in a few years that's my theory what do you think of that yeah i i certainly can't disagree with that i think it'll be really interesting right you get to the end of this semester let's say and the number of guys right that Mm -hmm. would still be looking for a home is probably going to be significant based on the numbers i read right yeah it looks like it or they're having to so, drop a division or right. Right. Maybe you that's know, better for some, but not, but I just been around long enough to know most guys don't think that they, most guys aren't wanting to drop down. <laughs> right. That for sure. Um, yeah. I, I think it's gonna, it'll be interesting and I don't know how it's all going to go, you know, um, but it'll 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 be interesting. So um, you got a big big comebacker with uh, Ryan Vance coming back. I'm I'm yeah. a huge fan of his. He he reminds me of an old Iowa State linebacker who played in the NFL for a long time. Tim Dobbins. Um, I don't know if you saw Tim play. That's an old McCarney guy. We got him on our wall in the linebacker room. Uh, there, though, yeah. There you go. He. Dude. I just. I feel like Vance made a really great decision to come back. He was dinged up so much last year. He can kind of be like the guy back there. What do you what do you what do you think about him coming up for his super senior year? For sure. I, well, man, I, I love Orion. Phenomenal human. Has been a really good leader for us. Um, like Coach Campbell says, a culture changer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, the injury thing um, did hit him this year. And you know, as you know, he was out several weeks right um and i think the other thing too chris that happened he he arguably played you know one of his top games in the in the bowl game no doubt and uh i think man positive for all of us that he felt that right that he was yeah absolutely certainly better health right and um but then, then you get his leadership, like 
man, through this time of year, right? You, you get him in the weight room and conditioning and through spring ball and um, his ability to bring all levels of guys, freshman to mid-year guy coming in to senior on any side of the ball together, I, I think is, is phenomenal. So we couldn't be more more excited to have him back. I'm glad you brought up the bowl game because the one thing that stood out to me, um, the, throw the score aside, like I was just looking at the the physicality of that game. Yeah, and comparing that to the Notre Dame game mm-hmm. a couple years before, it just like Iowa State. You're playing a bu- against a bunch of NFL dudes. Yeah, in in Clemson, these are four or five star guys, and Iowa State had a lot of reserves playing in that game. Right, we had a lot of guys out uh, for one reason or another, and just didn't win the game, Coach. But physically, Iowa State was right there with Clemson, and I didn't. I don't think you could say that about Notre Dame a couple years before. Notre Dame looked bigger, faster, stronger. Totally, totally. I I think our guys, um, they they certainly, you know rallied together, um, were up for the task, no doubt about it. And it, it wasn't as if, um, you know, the, the offensive and defensive lines for, for Clemson are really good. Yeah. And no man, you, you didn't feel like there was a, I mean, we were going toe to toe with them. Obviously the result wasn't what any of us wanted, but super proud of our guys, their effort, um, their resiliency, their ability to be ready to play and handle a lot of things, man, they did. Makes me feel good as an analyst too. The we always talk about Iowa State has to be a developmental program, right? You're not going to be. That's right. Getting five star offensive linemen very often. Um, that that clearly, you were throwing some sophomores and juniors in there who physically matched right up with. A right. program like Clemson. Yep, I, I, absolutely. And I think, and, and too, like a credit to a guy, you know, like look at Jake Hummel. Yeah. Man, like. No ooh, doubt. What a game he had at a different spot and, and, and is really brings the defense together. And, and uh, geez, like you couldn't be more happy for a guy like that, right? He's kind of the defense's, tell me if this is accurate. He's kind of the defense's Chase Allen would be how I would describe him. That'd be it. Great description by you. Absolutely. Doesn't yep. get all the headlines, but I would right. venture to guess if you would ask the guys in the locker room, like rank, like your level of respect, he'd be right up yep. there at the top with everybody. No question. No question. Yep. And and had a great career, right? Like, absolutely. I mean, man, he, 63 games and, you know, um, just like you said, developmental program goes from a, a, a special teams guy to all Big 12, right? Like, mm-hmm. arguably played his very best game, his last game. <laughs> like, interception, like, yeah. man, like, couldn't be happier for the guy. Fun to root for guys like that. It's fun no doubt about it. Yep. Tell me about uh, the the Delaware transfer, Colby Reader. I didn't know that he had yeah. – I'm a Vikings fan. I was listening to um, – I was listening to a Vikings game this year, and they, they kept talking yeah. about a they were playing the Rams or the Chargers or, or somebody, and they kept saying a reader on the other yeah. side from Delaware. I had no idea is like an NFL pedigree behind him, but I, I looked at his film and stuff. I'm really excited about him. I think he can. Yeah, come right yeah. In and be good. It's um, and he's 
to, to be honest with you, you know, in the transfer for world for us, that's kind of what we've, it's, we've kind of gone with the grad transfer aspect of it probably more than anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we had decided, you know, with probably two weeks left in the season that, Hey, we're just kind of looking at things. We're, we're probably going to be in the market here for a, a grad transfer because at that point you're, you know, you think you're losing Mike O'Ryan and Jake all three, right? Yeah. Which is a lot. A lot. Yeah. So you're like, okay, we're, we're going to need, you know, something, a a guy to tie this next, you know, football year together a little bit. That's established, older experience. So we went into the grad transfer world looking at, okay, who's got a year left um, let's take a look at these guys. Um, so then, you know, how you're, you're watching this film, watching this film, you know, finding out information and why they're transferring all these things. And we, we settle on like Colby, like, man, let's, yeah, we've got to go after this guy. Well, you know how it goes. So, um, as often happens. So I go over to meet with him and his dad the first time. And, um, nobody on our staff had seen him in person. Right. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, a function of that. So go through that meeting with them and I offer him a scholarship that, that day. Well then by the time I get to the car, I say he's got like four more. Oh, wow. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like yeah. how it goes. So then you're like, right. Yeah. So now you go from that, like feeling really good. Like, Hey man, you're our guy. This is your place to now you're into a hornet's nest. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, um, but, uh, no great family. Um, you know, brother obviously playing at a high level. They had played together for a bit at Delaware. Um, you know, there was a coaching change happening at Delaware, which probably helped us too. Okay. Um, at that point in time, you know, they were in limbo with who the next head coach was going to be. Um, he was certainly looking to, you know, play his last year at the highest level possible. So, um, worked out in our favor and he's, uh, you know, was able to obviously get here mid year. He's, you know, undergrad and graduate degree, both coming in. So, um, great deal. Absolutely. What's, what's the difference now? I mean, there's a lot of them. You could probably do a whole podcast on this topic, but when you started (laughs) recruiting here, Compared to now, I mean, you're, I imagine you feel a lot better leaving Reader's Place now, you know, with three other offers coming in compared to then because it's more of a proven commodity. Right. I, I think the one thing, too, going way back to the beginning of what we initially started talking about, Chris, would be our continuity here as a staff, right? Yeah. And you can say we're, you know, regardless of what you're reading – we're going to head into our seventh year. Well, but we're, re- we're going to be here for mm-hmm. our seventh year in totality. Right. Like yeah, that alone, because I, uh, you know, early on, right. You, you didn't instill, you don't, at least now we've got years stacked. We've no got, we've, we're giving them evidence. Hey, we've been here. We're going to be here and year one, two, and three and really probably four, right? Mm-hmm. You were still trying to combat every other 
person that's recruiting a guy, well, they're not going to be there. Did you read this? They're not going to be there. Did you read this? Right. Well, you know, so you've, you've got that going for you. We've made great progress as, as right. Yeah. As a program, as a defense, as right. Um, so that, that all is, has helped greatly. I still feel like there's a lot of ways that we do recruit the same as we did six years ago or, when we were division three guys, like we cast a big net and try to evaluate and and go to as many high schools as we physically can to whether you have a guy this year or not, maybe in three years you're going to, and, and, and we've already got a relationship with the, you know, those things we still do, I think really well. Um, But uh, yeah, you've got some things on your side, like you would say that you probably didn't. Does it help you? I know like in basketball, for instance, like, oh, I'm a point guard coach. We have a lot of good point guards. They've come through and gone to the NBA. Does it does it help you as a linebacker coach to go into a guy like Reader and be like, well, look what we did with Mike Rose. Look what we did with – look at Orion Vance's career, right? Uh, we turned Joel Lanning from a quarterback to all Big 12. Um, how Absolutely does that help? it does. Yeah. A- Absolutely. It's priceless, right? Because every guy wants to know, right, how are they going to develop – I'm going to come here as a guy fresh out of high school, or I'm going to come with one year to go. Yeah. Like how am I going to develop in the time I'm going to be there to be better than I am now? And like you're saying, if you've got bona fide evidence to provide to them, then more power to you. Um, the, the one thing that just cracks me up, and I, I get it. I'm glad Iowa State's doing it. I actually used to complain that they didn't do more of it. But, like, the when the guys come on the junior day visits now and you've got, like, you got to take them in for their photo shoot. Like, that didn't happen 15 years ago, did it? Like, at D3, like, it's like, all right, here you go. We got your Twitter graphics for you. Like, it's just crazy, like, how far it, all that's come. It is. that That's a whole nother, like, all of that, right? What, what that did is – you had to create another department within your program. Yeah. I mean, right. It's a media department. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you, that, that's what you're into now. Um, and like everything, it's certainly trickled down, you know, um, I, I, you, you look at guys going on division three visits and it's not much different. No, I mean, it's still buddy of mine's an NAIA coach and I follow all his program stuff and they're doing it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it, it certainly worked its way down. Um, but it is a whole, uh, it's a whole nother monster. I would say, um, it to that though, um, when Colby reader visited, uh, he didn't want to do the photo shoot. Oh, I like him. <laughs> That's my kind of guy. That's my kind of guy. I'm already a huge fan. I'll, I'll start a fan club for him. Like I did Haycock. All right, let's get to know you just a little bit more before we wrap this up. Uh, okay. You a Browns fan like everybody else in the office? or You know, um, man, I, I thought you might ask me that. Um, so, grew up our house, like, so I've got two older brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my oldest brother, huge Browns fan. Um, so, Brian Sype, cardiac kids the whole deal kind of growing up there, Bernie Kozar, the fumble, all that stuff, right? Lived through all that. So did, now I'm not like some people I work with when Art Modell took them and moved them to Baltimore. Like that was a wrap for me. That was it. 
that was it. So um, now I've got co-workers and family members that no way are going to cheer for the Bengals, but I am. So I, <laughs> I do want to throw that out when, there. When they, when they won their first – I texted Skip. I'll just say it. I'll throw him under the bus. And you would have thought that, like, I brought up, like, the Hawkeyes or something oh. Oh. in reference to the Bengals. Like, he, he went off on, like, a – just a – like a madman – Yep. About it. So he gets really mad at me. When, so when the Ravens play the Browns, I'm like, man, there's no way you can lose tonight. He gets really <laughs> mad at he gets really mad at me on that deal. So he's a bit irrational when it comes to. <laughs> I agree. When it comes to the Cleveland teams, I mean, I, I, I it's funny because we always have Matt on the radio show before the draft, and Matt kind of put we always call him Matt Kuyper Jr. And those guys are hilarious because like. Two years ago, you would have thought Baker Mayfield was, you know, the next Joe Montana. And now it's just like, not necessarily from Matt, but from Skip. Like, Skip's just ready to, like, completely throw him in a dumpster and, like, just move on. Like, it, well, that, it, it, they're, that, he's irrational. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's unacceptable. It's great, yep. So, I'll give you another example. <laughs> My oldest brother, um, we're watching the day we the get to the bowl game. Um, Cleveland's playing, maybe Green Bay. Okay. I oh, think okay. that Sunday. Yep. Yep. And um, so my brother is there. They got there before we did. So I'm, I'm watching a game with him in our room. Um, and I don't know if you remember, like Baker throws like three or four interceptions. <laughs> and it's just like he's throwing balls into the dirt. And my brother, is defending him the whole way through. Really? Like, man, it's not his fault. He's like, hurt. Like, I'm like, man, these Browns, these Browns fans are crazy either way. <laughs> either way. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, so what do you what do you like to do when you're in your free time? Like I know that obviously the kids are involved, but what do you guys do as yep. a family and stuff? Yep. Um, well, do a lot of sporting events that our kids are involved with. So that that's always good. We do love to go fishing. Oh, okay. So awesome. we'll do that really whenever we get the chance, the girls included. So that that's been a lot of fun for us. Kind of really blew up, I would say, quarantine time. No doubt. <laughs> COVID time, right? We had probably the most time ever, certainly together and to, to fish. So um yeah, we do that quite a bit. I actually kind of feel like in your world in, in mine definitely. I mean I can broadcast across the world from my house now like and I could then but like it did feel like there was like a reckoning of like time and like not necessarily like perspective but I don't know just in the sports world in general like that we found more efficient ways to do things I agree are you still holding on to that a little bit yeah we are totally you know and even even with you know, things with, with our team, with recruiting, with really our organization, for sure. Absolutely. Well, Coach, this has been fun. We'll do it again. Yeah, soon. I'd love I, to. Yeah. I appreciate it. we just get you your own podcast. You can just talk about uh, whatever you want. <laughs> Man, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun for me, too. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you.